Welcome to the Commune Podcast. This is Jeff Krasno. So from time to time, I will record a spontaneously emerging impromptu video for the Instagram platform on a topic that happens to be knocking around my noggin, like connecting rods clanking around under the hood. What's that sound? Eh. Uh, And while I generally touch on the esoteric or the spiritual, today I'll be sharing my journey from unwitting pre-diabetic to someone with a much more robust and regulated metabolism. So over the last eight or nine months, I've lost almost 50 pounds. And I suspect many of you might be in the same situation that I found myself in a year ago. So I hope you find this helpful. Now you can visit my Instagram at Jeff Krasno to watch the many exhortations that don't make it to the podcast. The topics range from the dangers of glyphosate to the wonders of sprouting to mental health and Taoist musings. But for today, I give you three simple ways to burn fat. Okay, I'm going to give you three simple ways to lose weight and burn fat. And I find this ironic because generally I'm making videos where I prattle on endlessly about esoteric Eastern religious concepts like Brahmavihara and Samadhi. (laughs) But people want to know, Jeff, how did you go from 190 pounds to 142? Now, I don't have any skin in this game. I'm not trying to impress my wife of 35 years or squunch myself into a a summer speedo. Um, No one's looking at me for that. Uh, But I do want to feel great. I want to upregulate my metabolism such that I am optimally burning macronutrients for energy. And, uh, And I want to minimize the deposition of excess adipose tissue or visceral fat around, um, my organs, because that fat is inflammatory in and of itself and highly concomitant with all of the chronic diseases that I talk about so regularly, like cardiovascular disease and diabetes and neurodegenerative diseases and stroke. So this is what worked for me. So number one, I adopted a low glycemic diet. Now you could think about this as plant focused keto, where I get 70% of my uh, calories from high quality fats, 20% from really, really good sources of protein, and 10% from carbohydrates. But I don't want to just throw carbs. uh, I don't want to villainize them. I don't want to throw them to the wayside because carbs is also fiber. And I want to consume enough fiber for a whole host of reasons. First of all, fiber is prebiotic food for my gut bacteria such that they can create and produce metabolites or postbiotics, these short chain fatty acids like butyrate that help to upregulate almost every system uh, in my body. And fiber slows down the absorption of macronutrients 
from my small intestine to my bloodstream, including, and most important, decelerating the absorption of glucose so I don't spike my blood sugar levels. And that is really the key here, is that you do not want high concentrations of glucose in your bloodstream. Now, you want some because your mitochondria in your cells can leverage glucose for the production of energy, of ATP. But if you have too much sugar or glucose in your bloodstream, eventually your cells will say, stop, no more, and you will become insulin resistant. Your cells will no longer accept any more glucose. So what happens when you have high concentrations of blood sugar? Well, a couple of things. That glucose can be stored in your liver as glycogen for a rainy day, sure. Um, but a lot of it also gets deposited and stored as triglycerides or excess adipose tissue, visceral fat. And then some of it can essentially fuse with proteins, become glycoproteins, um, like advanced glycation end products they're called, and those are highly inflammatory to the vascular system. So the key here is really to keep your blood sugar levels low. And that brings me to my second technique that I merged, yoked with my low glycemic diet, which is intermittent fasting. Now, I have adopted a 16-8 protocol. I'm not neurotic about it, but I generally consolidate my eating window, all the food that I consume, into an eight-hour window between 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Now, there are all sorts of studies, uh, most prominently coming from Sachin Panda's lab in San Diego around intermittent fasting and all of the different cellular pathways and mechanisms that it triggers, including the AMPK pathway and um, this process called autophagy, the cleanup and recycling of of dysfunctional cells and, and the reuse of, of those um, building block amino acids for the creation of new proteins. But really, in terms of fat burn and weight loss, intermittent fasting um, triggers a certain mechanism. Now, I talked about um, sugar or glucose being ushered uh, to your cells um, before. It is being ushered to your cells by a particular peptide hormone known as insulin. So the counterpart to insulin is a hormone called glucagon. So when you are in an intermittent fasted, when you're in a fasted window, essentially your glucose levels go way, way down. And instead of secreting insulin, your pancreas secretes its counterpart, glucagon. So glucagon tells the liver to either produce glucose for the bloodstream for energy production through a process called gluconeogenesis, but it also triggers a process known as lipolysis. Now, lipolysis essentially breaks down triglycerides or fat into its component elements, free fatty acids and glycerol. Now, some of those free fatty acids are then converted into ketones. So instead of burning and synthesizing glucose into ATP, your mitochondria uses fat, free fatty acids, 
or ketones. And this is what it means to be in a state of ketosis. Your body is burning ketone bodies or ketones for the production of energy. So intermittent fasting in combination with a low glycemic diet. Now here's the number three tip, and this is where I saw the fat almost literally visibly drip off my body, is as I was combining those techniques with cold water hydrotherapy, essentially. And I'll explain how and when I did this. So I was in a low glycemic diet, I was in intermittent fasting state, and then right about 10 a.m., when I'm in a fasted state, I would take a cold shower, generally standing under a stream of cold water, which is not anything that I had previously loved to do, but I've gotten acclimated to it. And I would stand under there for 90 seconds or maybe two minutes and then not dry off, let myself shiver a little bit. Now, that triggers a process of thermogenesis. Now, the body uses a tremendous amount of its energy just on a quotidian basis to upregulate body temperature. Part of being alive is using energy to be warm, right? But so when you're cold, your body has to generate energy to upregulate and bring your body temperature back up into that Goldilocks zone. So what does it do? What does it burn uh, to do that? Well, if there's no glucose around because your diet is low glycemic and you're in a fasted state, it has no choice but to essentially burn fat, to convert triglycerides into free fatty acids and then into ketones to use that energy source to upregulate your body temperature for thermogenesis. So low glycemic diet, intermittent fasting, and cold water therapy, those were the three principal tools that I leveraged uh, to lose weight and burn fat, but I think about it as becoming more metabolically flexible. Now, that is a term that I learned from Dr. Sarah Gottfried, who I interviewed on the podcast just last week. Now, my body now can switch relatively seamlessly between burning fat for energy and burning glucose for energy. And that has really upgraded my energy because my body is more adaptable to different kinds of situations. And I suppose this is not that different from the from Taoism. The Taoists were, of course, great students of nature. And we are nature. Human beings are nature. And when we understand our own nature, our own physiological mechanisms, then we can work in harmony with these adaptive mechanisms that evolved over millennia. And uh, we can essentially apply the rudder to leverage uh, the river's flow. And then so essentially, that's what, how I think about it in a more philosophical way of, hey, yeah, I adopted a low glycemic diet. I adopted a intermittent fasting protocol. And I take cold showers. And that works with 
the foundational intelligence of this nature, of this body. So I hope that's helpful. Listen to my podcast interview with Dr. Sarah Gottfried, because she knows more about this than virtually anybody alive and has helped me become more metabolically flexible. Thanks a lot for listening and visit me on the Serengeti of Instagram at Jeff Krasno. That's all from the commune for this week. My name's Jeff and I'm here for you.